do this podcast when I'm sitting on a chair this low. Do you want to swap? Is this one better? This chair? Maybe? Okay, yeah, we're going to swap chairs. We're going to swap chairs, gonna swap chairs live now on this podcast. <laughs> it's um, it's going to make for great audio content. Yeah. You have to vamp for me, though. I'll vamp. Um, so, uh, I was uh, uh, I was at the shops and it's like these self-serve checkouts. Uh, I just sell this onions. And fucking, I, fuck, yeah, that's me. I'm sorry, Russ, that was all I had. I failed horribly about it. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's any good. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're feeling time. This is what I would, this is the lesson we need to learn in life about everything. Can you maybe jump into that other mic, maybe? Yeah, sure. See, we're all just playing. We're, we're figuring it out. That does sound better. Yes. Now that I'm saying that. Okay. Welcome. Thank you for having me. To Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. I am your host, Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. <laughs> and today, my guest, how do I describe this man? Um, Rohan Ganju. That's a good description of me. <laughs> is that a good description or is that your name? That's like, I'd say my name and a description, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a two for. Yeah, yeah. It's a two for one. Well, because Rohan in Hindi it means ascending, and then Ganju in Hindi means bald. So I was like, I'm getting bald. So it is a fair description. Ah, I probably will go bald at some point. And Ganju sounds like ganja. It does, which is an Indian word that means fucking weed, bro. For fucking herb. How many times do you four twenty? Um. I've smoked weed exactly 420 times in my life. Wow. Yeah. And, and you're not going to do any more because it's a perfect number. <sighs> yeah. I don't like, it's like, how do I go? Unless I just start a fresh sheet and I do another 420. <laughs> well, now you got to do 840. 840. You yeah. got to do 840. That's the thing is like these fucking, these noobs, they think you smoke weed at 420. I smoke weed at 840 and I smoke twice as much. <laughs> How freaking high are you right now, man? Um, you just blazed out. <laughs> just blazed out 24-7. Oh, yeah, that's me, brother. Um, I'm Jay and Silent Bob. So sometimes you're on coke. <laughs> and sometimes you're quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the premise of those movies, right? Well, the actor is very famous for being a coke boy. Oh, is he? The, uh, the lanky fella? Jay? The Lanky Jay. The Lanky Jay is a cokehead. Yes. Oh my God. What? Ruin my childhood, why don't you, Ross? How am I meant to enjoy dogma now? The same way everyone else enjoys dogma. Yeah? 
knowing that Jay's a cokehead. <laughs> okay, well, I'm inducted now. I've caught up with the rest of the world. So, Rohan, for people who don't know you, you're, you're, you're a comedy. I am a comedy. You're a comedy. You're a, you're a comedy person. Yeah. I'm a, I consider myself a humorist. <laughs> you're kind of a humorist, I would say, yeah. Rohan. Raconteur. Raconteur. How did you get your start? Um, Just... So I think same way, same way most people do. I just sort of signed up to some open mics and then caught the bug. And then, yeah, I figured since I'm dying of AIDS now, I might as well just do comedy. You got the bug? <laughs> you got the bug? I'm a big bug chaser. Yeah, that's what I want to mostly talk about. On wow, okay. No, I'm teasing. Um, no, I just started doing open mics and then there's raw comedy. Um and then I did that uh, fairly early on. And then, um, yeah, that helped get my name out there a bit more. And then, yeah, you know, nothing too exciting. And it is interesting, your role set. You liked it? Yeah. I, would, I don't know if I would say I would like it as much mm -hmm. as say it's problematic <laughs> and maybe doesn't hold up in today's work society. Is that true? And I haven't watched it in a while. Do I say anything truly problematic? That's what I wanted to bring you on here. Oh, okay. This and, is a cancelling. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and listen to this raw set. Oh, okay. Go on. Is fuck your husband. That's it. That's your job. Fuck your husband. That's it. That's just fuck your husband. You See, like right off the do, bat, say, a woman's husband. job is to fuck your husband. <laughs> Um, but they loved, this is the thing you can hear. Pussy. I have yet. This is Even where I talk about, pussy uh, pussy. This pussy, people love the pussy bit, yeah. Okay, but Rohan. So Adam Hills is like losing his mind laughing just stage right while that's happening, you know. <laughs> he loved my, uh, sparks shooting out of a girl's butt joke. <laughs> well, Rohan, um, we all know. As artists in Melbourne, mm -hmm. just because the audience enjoys it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> no, if anything, that's how you know it, you did something bad. And the seeds roared, no pussy is worth $150 million. That now was your that, catchphrase at one yeah. point, right? No pussy is worth $150 million. I know, and I got the tattoo and the merch, and now I realize some pussy is worth $150 million, and I feel like a fool. But I, yeah, I don't know. I've branded myself as the guy who refuses to pay $150 million for pussy. So I don't know what to do. Whose pussy is worth $150 million? Um, the Queen's. Ah. Yeah. I guess it's worth more now that she's dead. If I was to find my way into, you know, the black market kind of dealings and I was able to offer some, like Elon Musk, like you can buy the Queen's. Like, I've cut her genitals and I can sell them to you. I think you'd potentially pay $150 million. Okay. <laughs> so that goes against your whole sort of comedy. My ethos, yeah. Your I've ethos. changed a lot since then. I don't do the black voice anymore either. <laughs> I was also going to say, this black <laughs> <Yeah>. voice. <laughs> I mean, 
Well, it has to match the blackface I'm wearing. Yeah, well, it's like, thank God you're in Australia where no one can tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, um, that was, yeah. <laughs> that got me, hey, hey, it's Saturday, actually. And we've got a clip of that, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. You're really doubling down on this black voice. <laughs> hey! But, but you can hear how much people loved it. Okay, but it's hey, hey, it's Saturday audience for a while. <laughs> so it's no house, good. Car, alimony, yeah, this is when Harry Connick Jr. stormed out. <laughs> it was like, I know comedy. I was in Will and Grace. I was in Will and Grace. I was in The Iron Giant. I'm fucking the god of comedy. <laughs> this isn't. And this is not comedy. Yeah. And then slam the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, it was, well, you know, we all, we all, uh, the country had to apologize <laughs> to Harry Connick Jr.'s estate after that, which was, you know. And isn't that the most power that Harry Connick Jr. has ever had? <laughs> it might be, actually. It might be the most, like, significant. It did make a whole country <laughs> kind of turn and look. So, like, that's probably more than his songs ever did, I guess. Oh, yeah. Could you even name a song of his? No, I figured he was just like a Buble-esque where he just does all those like all the, other people's the, songs. The standards, mm. like I'm feeling good or whatever. But isn't there sort of a sense of misogyny? Mm-hmm. Those type of people who like I'm a crooner. Oh sure. And I do standards. Yeah. You think it's misogyny? Okay, I'm interested. Go think on. about Michael Buble. Uh-huh. He's clearly like I fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's his vibe. <laughs> That's his vibe. He's fucked all of our mums. I, 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 li- I like fucking. He likes fucking. Yeah. Um, and you, yeah. And then what he's singing. I always thought it's sort of that crooner, like crooner status, like, you know, Frank Sinatra and those guys. It is the epitome of like um, white male privilege where they just, they just talk. And everyone is like, it's the best singer in the world. And you listen to Frank Sinatra and he's just like, I'm in New York. And it's like, you're not even singing, dude. Like, Oh, no. And the hat he's wearing? I mean, it's a it's a good hat, but a very incelly. <laughs> I mean, now it's very incelly. <laughs> neck beard. You know? They didn't have neck beards, but they had a lot of fedoras. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, they didn't have neck because I was shaving with straight razors and doing cool shit like that. Yeah, dealing with the mop. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, current day comedians are so lame compared to that era of like, because Frank Sinatra was like the biggest stand up in the world as well. And like, um, or like Dean Martin was anyway, like, you know, just funny with that shit. And Dean Martin's whole thing was I'll team up with some wacky guy. Yeah. And he's the wacky guy. Yeah. But everyone loves me because I'm just so cool and yeah, laid back. Exactly. He's, he's Colin Lane and, uh, it's, it's with his. Without the anger issues. Yeah. Colin Lang gets angry. Yeah. Dean Martin doesn't even wrestle Too up cool. that emotion. Too cool. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, oh, I'm not sure about that, Harry. <laughs> now hold the phone, mister. Oh, that's ta- as angry as he would get, yeah. Italian uh, pizza pie, that's some more. <laughs> um, what's the... It was Jerry Lewis. That was his guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, the nutty professor. <laughs> yeah. That's it's so him. funny. That's him. So many Simpsons characters are just an impression of an old comedian. 
like how Professor Frank is just Jerry just, Lewis in The Nutty Professor. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Chief Wiggum is just like the guy from The Honeymooners and shit like that. Oh, back in the day, so much animation was just like, let's just rip off some person's voice. Yeah, yeah. The Flintstones just is The Honeymooners. Yeah. But in with dinosaurs. Yeah, and they used to sell cigarettes. <laughs> They, they used cigarettes. to sell cigarettes. That was not for kids. I was seeing those. Those old. They're they're cool. They make. That's what got me into smoking, <laughs> and into driving with my feet. You know, there's nothing more relaxing than a cigarette after just blistering up the soles of your feet. <laughs> to go and get that giant uh, dino steak. Yeah. And and it just flips your car flips over. Flips the fucking car because it's time. just too big. It's not worth it. I don't like you. You, you yeah. It stopped. You just dine in. You know, Rohan. In your experience, have you ever put two babies on top of a dinosaur's head so they can see a movie better? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I always get asked this. As a comedian, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these hack just cliche questions. Um, yeah. Not recently. <laughs> Not recently. No. When was the last time? Um, 1994. 1994, exactly. Okay. It was the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, yes. No, well, uh, you know, uh, life uh, finds a way for the babies to see the drive in movie better. <laughs> uh, Yabba Dabba Do. That was Jeff Goldblum as Fred Flintstone. Now, wouldn't that be more interesting? I think so. Instead of John Why Goodman. One big note. Everyone would expect a John Goodman. Yeah. But Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, a skinny Jeff Goldblum. It is funny that they're like, John Goodman is Fred Flintstone, like, perfect. And then it's like, Barney Rubble is Alec Baldwin's brother for some reason. <laughs> Hey, even the Baldwin brothers going to have work. Yeah, but why isn't it like Jeff Daniels or something? Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Stephen Baldwin, he's the second best, maybe. Who's your, what's your Baldwin power rankings? Who is the Baldwin? In terms of ability to get away with murder. Okay. Well. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one with a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait for Rust to come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, truthfully, I've never actually seen a dinosaur in real life. I wanted you to think I was cool, but um, what? Yeah, what? Other than the time I met Lemo. Oh, uh, he's, oh. he's a listener, isn't he? That's gonna. I'm yeah, fucking, I'm blackballed. So be careful. Take your own advice, Ron. <laughs> Be careful. Um, yeah, you're up. That was, yeah, that was from my special Be Careful, right? Ron Country, Be Careful, <laughs> which is what you're here to promote today. Yeah, yeah, my new special. On uh, on Netflix. Oh, yeah, big time. Now, how much of it is just you going after trans people? <laughs> As we all know, all Netflix... <laughs> they kind of insisted. I had none of that in the initially, but they're like, you got to, it's got to be at least 30% anti-trans screed. It's the only way Netflix will fund a stand-up comedy special these days. I mean, yeah, it's like, and hey, look, I I, I don't feel good about it, but I'm up there with Chappelle now. And <laughs> I'm at Joe Rogan's weird room in Texas or whatever. Now, speaking of Dave Chappelle... Have you ever sat on a stool on stage and condescended to people? 
because you are more richer than them, so therefore you know more. Um, yes, I, I, yeah, I don't think I've sat and condescended, but I've condescended and sat separately on stage. Oh, that's two different things. Points. Okay, I know. okay, I know. I also didn't uh, get weirdly jacked either. <laughs> that's the thing, right? You get jacked. Yeah. You lose your comedy. I I think it affects you just because knowing dudes in like high school and stuff where they were more like kind of nerdier and then like towards the end of high school they're like oh, I'm gonna like hit the gym and get jacked and then it is like there's a shift in their personality that I think like yeah I don't know makes- when that becomes their personality the brain chemistry changes. I, yeah, I mean, I guess because there would just be more testosterone and stuff, but then I think it's also like this mental effect. Of like, if you are jacked, then you're like, oh, I don't need to have like a, I don't need to fall back on like my personality or my sense of humor or something like that. Like, I'm just, I'm walking in the room and people are already like, he's jacked. I don't know. That's my theory. I've never been jacked. Yeah, I've never been jacked either. Do you think about it ever? About getting jacked? Yeah, I think you would look sick if you got jacked i mean obviously we we all would but like you in particular i feel like i could really picture you kind of like yeah yeah i can get my midlife crisis out of the way now if i just yeah. get, if i could just get jacked yeah why not just a five foot free guy jacked yeah well you can't afford the vet so you gotta <laughs> you get jacked yeah i might get jacked yeah let's do it next time i come on we'll both be jacked now, I have been on a horse milk cleanse lately. <laughs> Does that mean you're not drinking horse milk or you're only drinking horse milk? Well, because I've drunk in cl- horse milk, I have to get it out of my body. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're just having post-horse milk diarrhea and you're calling it a cleanse? It's not really diarrhea either. <laughs> it's more like I put my fingers down my mouth. <laughs> okay. I guess it's actually bulimia. Oh, More bulimia than a than cleanse. A cleanse yeah. yeah, I mean bulimia is the—that's the ultimate cleanse, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It cleanses you mentally as well. I think it really does. The brain chemistry. The brain chemistry. We can't talk about it enough. And you ever eaten deer meat? Um, I have had venison. Yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan talks about that on his podcast. He does. He he was the one who served it to me after my. <laughs> after on you were on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promoting your thirty percent anti-trans yeah. Netflix special. Be, be careful. careful. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Be careful is such a good bad stand-up show name. Like I can see the poster of me like wagging my finger at people. Like, um. But yeah, no, Rogan had me on the pod. We went and shot a deer and when, cooked it. When you ate the, you ate the deer. Yeah, exactly. That's just how me and Rogues roll. Because you did raw comedy. I did. I uh, listened to the clip. Yeah, before. but you can't have your food raw. you got to have it cooked. <laughs> Why do we call it raw comedy? I don't want anything raw. I want it, I want it to be cooked. That was, yeah. It's like raw is not... It's not what you necessarily want to be described as. People say cooked people to mean could, bad, right? Like that thing was cooked. I was cooked last night. Yeah, I've cooked my brain or whatever. But like, you I don't want to be cooked. Like being like raw, it's like this comedy will give you salmonella and you'll have gastro. Like, yeah, you just have real bad 
health problems for yeah. however many days. <laughs> this is how the cavemen consumed comedy. That is how the cavemen consumed comedy. And I think if Triple J mm-hmm. promoted raw comedy as such, yeah. <laughs> more people would go. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly. They need to have caveman mascots. It's hosted by uh, Nick Kroll's Geico caveman character. Um, Just that wonderful character everybody loves. Oh, yeah, and hasn't aged badly at all. Yeah. Well, <coughs> speaking of pretending to be black. <laughs> that was kind of the premise of that show. Yeah. <laughs> Cavemen, African Americans, they're yeah. the same. Well, because there was that where they cro- they're like Cro-Magnon and then they start calling each other MAGA and it's just like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Head is- of its time. Yeah, yeah very. Um, but yeah, um, he's a billionaire or something, isn't he? The son of a billionaire. Yeah, he's a he's a Nepo baby of a, sorts. A Nepo, Nepo baby. We all are really. Oh, sure. I mean, God is the ultimate That's it. famous person. We're all Nepo babies of God. Jesus is the first Nepo baby, obviously. Hey, look how well it turned out for him. <laughs> Another cancelled author. <laughs> what happened there? All right, I got a vamp again. Um, this is actually a take I have. I oh, know you're back. I'm back. He's back. That was very quick. Yeah, that take was... <laughs> what was the take? <laughs> oh, it's that um, people always have that thing. They're like, Hitler's a failed artist. But like Mein Kampf sold terrifically well. He's a, actually a very successful artist who then just had some problematic views. So he's just like the J.K. Rowling of his time. Or the Mel Gibson. Or the Mel Gibson. Sure. He's Mel Gibson with the, with the follow through. Yeah, Mel Gibson is a real. I think of him as a quitter more than anything. Mel Gibson needs to get drunk in order to say how he feels. Yeah, yeah, he needs to be talking to a female police officer, um, or his wife. Um, I still watch Mel Gibson. I know it's bad, but he'll still be in movies every now and then. And it's like, well, as long as you don't watch the films he directs. Unless, oh no. Apocalypto. It's a good movie. You do not like it? The Mayans. Well, I have to not like it. Yeah. Because Mel Gibson's a problematic person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne Gibson. (laughs) Now, if someone went up on stage Uh as Melbourne Gibson... How, if you just like doing that as like a character, how many minutes deep into your set can you get as the character Melvin Gibson before you're just like assaulted off the stage? Who would Melvin Gibson be? That's what I'm trying. It's like a hipster version of Mel Gibson. So you're doing a Mel Gibson impression, but he's like wants a latte. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sugar tits, put that sugar in my latte. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, two sugars. Yeah, um, I hope you... Uh, oh, I was going to say his other most famous quote, but it's the most horrifying thing of all. I can't even paraphrase I, I, it. I hope... I have a feeling I know what it was going to be. It's one where I would have to say two letter i would have to be like yeah i hope you get our word by yeah. 
anyway. Um, well, yeah. I hope you get a listicle by a pack of <laughs> junkie riders. By a pack of vice editors. <laughs> Okay, so we could do potentially a whole Netflix special of Melvin Gibson. Yeah, that's it. That's the next special. You should move away from this Netflix stuff. Okay. Go straight into Melvin Gibson. Melvin Gibson, straight to YouTube for the fans. They can pay what they want, like like what Louis did. This is what I don't get about Louis. Yeah. He has that new bit about Matt Damon. I was talking about Louis Armstrong, by the way, but go on. Okay. Well, Louis Armstrong (laughs) has that. Satchmo? Louis Armstrong has a new bit about Matt Damon. Does he? I haven't heard it. Is it funny? Well, it's about that movie Goodwill Hunting, and he's like, well, he wrote that movie. He wrote himself to be smart. Mm-hmm. But Louis C.K., he writes other people telling him he's no good. Mm. That's what you need to do. Yeah. So you think Mel Gibbs, that's his joke? No, it's, it's about Goodwill Hunting. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I think... Well, what are you talking about, Louie? I mean, you write peop- other people telling you you're no good, but that makes you good because you realise you're not good. Well, yeah, but also I feel like it's, yeah, he wrote himself to be smart. But then, like, Louie is like a show that is like, it feels like that the, it was like just desperate to be thought of as like artsy and intellectual. So it's not yeah. exactly like he is this pretentious list. Kind of guy, pretensionless. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I um, I didn't like. Did you like the show, Louis? I did at first, mm. but yeah. then I started feeling kind of the same way about Mel Gibson. You just described. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. I just it's like yeah, the Woody Allen. It was trying to be like a Woody Allen sort of vibe or something like that, and I was like. You're like the funniest dude ever. Why isn't this the funniest show ever? Like, you know, Louis C.K. masturbated in front of me once. Did he really? It was called Louis Season 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he jerked off in front of all of us. Mike and Horace. Yeah, yeah. No, Horace and Horace P. and Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my other version of that joke. Yeah, yeah. They both work pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Call me daddy. I mean, <laughs> he's had a few. The one that no one saw because... Yeah, it was like peak, yeah. We came, all that stuff came out, and then he had to buy it back. Yeah, and it was because it was not just, it was like the most cursed thing ever, where it was like a movie about Woody Allen, directed by Louis C.K., produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> like, everyone's like, the no, triple no. threat. No, no, no. <laughs> they threaten you three times <laughs> to keep quiet. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's all they're known as the Three Musketeers. <laughs> Of threats. Of threats, yeah. I'm sort of the D'Artagnan of that crew, actually. Oh, Rohan. I'm sorry. You're getting in with a bad crowd now because of the Netflix thing. It's true. I've been intoxicated with transphobia. (laughs) People don't tell you it's so fun (laughs) to oppress these people. See... I think I hope that's just what other people understand from my perspective as a cis white man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oppressing people's just fun. It is. It 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 just is. Let's be honest. <laughs> you ever push a kid or like yell at an old lady? It's just. Good. Oh. Oh yeah. It's just good stuff. Good clean fun. And that's the thing. That's why we don't want to relinquish our power. No. It's I'm, just too. 
fun. I'm a red-blooded man. <laughs> <laughs> That's better descriptor for me than than ascending baldness is red-blooded man. Can we re-edit this so that that's how you introduce me? <sighs> All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll record it now and then I'll splice it in in <laughs> okay, the beginning. Great. Okay. Uh, joining me today on the show is comedian, red-blooded man. Okay. Amazing. That was perfect. There we go. Perfect. Was that a clean? That, that was that, perfect. That'll be my next Netflix special. <laughs> red-blooded man. Yeah. Plays Melvin Gibson. Yes. Melvin Gibson in Red Blooded Man. <laughs> I would watch it, you know. How would Melvin Gibson do an acknowledgement of country? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because he would do it. I'm trying to. Okay, uh, we can take. Uh, we can take their land, but we can never take. The acknowledgement of the original owners. I'm trying Braveheart. I don't yeah. Know. And he's wearing a kilt. Kilt. He's got the blue white the makeup. The blue white. Yeah. Fuck, that movie's cool. I do, I'm a Mel Gibson fan, I'm realizing. <laughs> it's no good. It's the wrong time to realize that about myself. Mm. I don't. I hate him. I hate Braveheart. It's bad, bad movie. I, I think he should have just allowed the Prima Nocta to take place and then, you know. <laughs> what about Lethal Weapon? Yeah, the first two are good. Um, third and fourth are kind of crappy. Do you like the Lethal Weapons? Do you like action movies in general? I'm a big action movie buff. Well, I like action movies enough. Sure. I don't know if I say I'm a buff. Not but a buff. Yeah, I'm not a buff. Sure, that's I'm right. not a buff boy. Not a buff boy. Red-blooded man. Red-blooded buff. Oh, sorry. He's drinking a dare. I'm drinking a dare. It's disgusting. I mean, it's delicious, but I'm disgusting. I start having nightmares. I was waking up in the middle of the night like this. Is that what a dare iced coffee does for you? You just wake up in the middle of the night and have a nightmare. Well, that's from my classic bit about drinking dare iced coffee. And that's from, why you think be it's, careful. That's why you think it's disgusting. Yeah, it's like the full bit is that I. This is just like the bones of it. This isn't how I do it, but it's like basically I drink a dare, and I wake up having a nightmare about a trans uh, prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix was just hurling money at me. It was crazy. Yeah, like make another special. Dude. Make another special. Yeah. Can you do two at once for some reason? <laughs> Do a documentary where you're on a farm. Oh, yeah. Can you comment on, like, a huge social movement as well for fucking no reason? And you got to sit on the stool while you do it. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that Chappelle 215 or whatever it was called? Oh, what was it? Nine something, 923 or something like that. Do you remember it? Yeah. I remember it. It was like some, uh, an unarmed black man got shot again. Yeah, and it he was commented the on George it. George Floyd. It was him the George responding Floyd to the George Floyd thing. Yeah, um, but he just like at the at the start of it, he has this tossed off line that I thought just like I thought was so funny, just because he's like, uh, I was talking to some bitches the other day, and then he just turned. Like, I call women bitches because it's a black thing. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you can't do that. You can't claim sexism for just black people. <laughs> That's a proud tradition in all cultures. <laughs> 
I mean, you know Dave Chappelle. And also just it feels unfair to be like, it's, if you accuse me of being sexist for referring to all women as bitches, then uh, you're a racist, actually. Well, you know, for him, oppression is a pissing contest. Mm. And black people have it worse. Then, Ver- yeah. Therefore, no one else can complain. Well, I mean, it's the, the logic is sound. I can't, I'm not going to weigh in on it. I think Mel Gibson has it the worst, personally, oppression-wise, but, you know. When you think about it. It's neither here nor there. When you think about it, I really. Mean, relegated to the director DVD section, it's just... Oh, yeah, some film where he's like... <coughs> freaking, uh... He's in a radio station, and he's talking to a guy. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. It's like Clint Eastwood's kid, right? Or something? He's, like, on an island? I saw, yeah. I saw a movie where Mel Gibson is like, his whole role is he just like, is the guy's psychiatrist and he talks to him on the phone a couple of times. Well, and it's like, yeah, anyway. I was wondering if that was one you were thinking of. Oh, yeah, sounds about right. Oh, here we go with the dare again. Mm-hmm. It's done now, it's empty. Do you feel empty creatively? <laughs> yeah, quite often. I do sometimes worry that I've already uh, written the the best joke all right. You know what I mean? Like I have this one joke that I'm like quite happy with and I'm like, I think that might be the apex of my joke writing. I'm not sure though. Do you ever have that? Do you ever worry about that you've already put out the best thing you'll put out? I mean, I hope not. Yeah, we all hope not. Because... If what I've put out's the best. <laughs> I saw your show in the festival. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Uh, All riffing aside, I do just want to say that. The kids show. The kids show was really great. We, we did a kids it show. It was really fun. It was really fun. The cameos is such a fucking, that's such a genius conceit by you guys. I really like that. And it's weird that not, that doesn't, not, no one else really does it. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Uh, like video appearances. Yeah, that you guys use the cameo to get like actual celebrities to essentially like play roles in your stand-up show by just like paying them whatever the fee is to record your scripts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just blowing smoke up your ass now. It's, this isn't this is not the entertaining. Yeah. Well, no one does it because it actually takes a lot of convincing. Does it? Okay, so these it can not, yeah. Because I'm curious. So it's not just a snap off, and they just do it. It's them. Are they like, what are you going to use this for? Or do you have to tell them that you're going to use it in a a thing? I've never told them I'm going to yeah. use it for a thing. Because <laughs> then they're going to be like, yeah, legally you can't yeah, do it. And I'm exactly. like, no, no. You can clay, feign ignorance and be like, we don't know if it's legal or not, frankly. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, so yeah, right. Who's the fun, um, who's like your, who's the biggest person you've got in? Uh, Gilbert Godfrey, probably. Oh yeah. Just before he passed. Yeah. He's dead now. And look, that's an interesting thing. You know, ostentatious? Uh, not personally, but yeah. You know of him? Yeah. So for my solo show, was it last year or something? Originally... I tried to get a cameo from Ostentatious for him mm-hmm. to say, congratulations, Ross, for 20 years of comedy. Mm-hmm. You sure were an inspiration to me. <laughs> Pretty he, funny. He rejected it. 
<laughs> found me on Instagram and wrote, smart ass. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, fucking what? <laughs> then I, I got Gilbert Godfrey to do it. Yeah. He did it. No questions asked. Yeah. She's a pro. Because he's like, if you're going to pay me, I don't care. Yeah. That's the whole, like, I don't, yeah. Getting precious when you're on Cameo is a bit like. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's like deciding which toilet you want to clean or something like. Um, but you know but, Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator? Yes, of course. In One Amer- of my heroes. In America. Yeah. Well, I tried to get him to say that eating too much Subway makes, makes you a pedophile, <laughs> gives you pedophilic urges. <laughs> and he was like, I'm sorry, what is this for? I don't understand what this is for. And I just had to do some big like run around of like... Oh, it's just like an in-joke between me and my friend. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's for my friend's 21st or something. <laughs> then, yeah, you have to edit it around it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny, man. Uh, I love just, like, picturing them just like it lands on the desk and they're just like, ah, I mean, fucking whatever. <laughs> like, the last one was me giving jerk-off instructions or some shit. Like, this isn't any worse. I heard that the guy from... Guy who plays Kevin from The Office, like maybe it was a couple of years ago at this point, but he was like making like over a million dollars a year just from Cameo. That is ridiculous. It's crazy because it's like, ah, oh man, you just, yeah, because he's like a side character on that show as well. We could get that someday. Probably not. Get a psych. Well, there's the Australian office now. You're going to be a side character on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm doing Mindy Kaling's role. <laughs> I'm also rebooting Scooby-Doo and everyone's going to get mad at me. Um, yeah, they are doing the Australian office. They gender flipped the boss and now they gender flipped the Mindy Kaling character with you. <laughs> so, And politically flipped the character as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, what a timely, what a timely choice to remake the office in Australia in the year of our Lord 2023. Like, literally, mm. we don't have offices anymore. Everyone works from home. <laughs> like, it's not even... It's got to have to be set in the past. Also, it's like, why does it have to be the office? I know. It, Any sitcom could be about a workplace. Set it in a job. It doesn't have to be the office. <laughs> it's so crazy. Man. It's, You're shooting yourself in the foot by saying it's the Australian office. Because really, now all I'm thinking of is... The other offices. I know, which is like that crazy thing of like the British is like this fundamental moment in like comedy television and so is the American one somehow. And then they're like, well, fucking if you liked that, wait till you fucking get Rob Sitch involved or whatever the fuck. Um, I mean, they do Utopian. That's pretty much is the office. Yes. That's like, yeah. I mean... Like Rose Haven's kind of the office in sort of like, isn't it just about them working at an office? I don't know. Is Rose Haven, does Rose Haven have a storyline? I thought that show was about that. I thought that they were detectives on that show for the longest amount of time. I think that's more storyline than Rose Haven actually has. Yeah. Well then I was like watching an episode. I'm like, oh, they're just like realtors or something. No, that's boring. (laughs) 
Um, I bet they're not even like shyster realtors. I bet they're actually like good ones. <laughs> like that's not interesting just, to watch. It's very dry. It's not funny. Like legal drama about homeownership. Um, I'm sure it's funny. I haven't really watched it, but um, yeah, the Australian office can't wait. Are you going to audition? You could be Dwight. Be the Dwight. Gavin, as he was known in England. What would the? What's the Aussie? Because that's obviously the discussions they're having right now. Is like. All right, it was Gavin in England. He was Dwight in America. Well, who's what is he here? Yeah, what's, what's the, the Australian, Australian yeah. instant gimp name? Because both of those names, like instant gimp, you know, like <laughs> um, who would it, Declan? Declan's too like bogan, though, isn't it? We think about it. All names are too bogan in Australia. That's true. Declan, I don't know. Fin Finlay, <laughs> Finlay, yeah, <laughs> it's Finlay. Fuck, I used to think Finlay was a cool name, but it's like, I don't. Yeah, I guess it's kind of not. Is it cool? Do you like it? If I changed my name, <laughs> well, you changed your name to Red Blooded Man, Red Blooded Finlay, <laughs> Red Blooded Finlay. Well, yeah. there was just a lot happening. Red Blooded Finlay just sounds like a wrestler. I'm just thinking of the wrestler Finlay now. Do you remember him? His gimmick was that he was Irish. <laughs> Isn't that Seamus? <laughs> yeah, there was both of them. Now, now Seamus is the Irish one. Yeah. Well, Finlay's, I just, he had a good as, it would like have the Irish pipes for his intro and it was just this quote from like, my name's Finlay and I love to fight. And then he would come out and, and fight. fight. And he would do exactly yeah. what he says he loves. And then he would afterwards be like, I loved that. <laughs> Do you like to fight? Have you ever been in a physical fight? No. Do you ever done like martial arts or anything? No, I haven't done martial arts. Mm. Punched some kid in the, f- in the nose once. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? How old was the kid? Well, the kid was like eight. Uh-huh. I was like 16. <laughs> no, I was about the same age. Um, okay. Not so- as funny though. No. I mean, it is a lot funnier to picture a 16-year-old hitting an 8-year-old. <laughs> 8-year-old hitting 8-year-old is still kind of funny. Um, yeah, I used to do karate. I liked karate. Have you included that in your comedy? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Jack Black. I do little kicks and stuff like that. I haven't really. No, I, just, I have a joke about a karate, but that's about it. Hmm. Yeah, and you're known for your energy on stage, so... Oh, yeah. So you, you do the kicks. <laughs> that would be if I didn't change anything else about my act, but I started throwing in a couple of fucking high kicks and roundhouses and shit. Well, if people start falling asleep. Yeah, which is often the problem at my shows. Because now I've switched from my high-energy black character <laughs> to my well, low energy. That's the thing, right? Yeah. I still say the same jokes, but now I'm just like, yeah, no pussy's worth 150 million. <laughs> I say it like a sad statement. <coughs> Mind the cough. Rohan. Go. Top five things go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, right out the gates. Uh, fish. Uh, okay. Number two, uh, the shops. Oh, we're going going up, going up, not down. Yeah. Well, num. Yeah, we're it's reverse ascent. I'll end on the fifth most favorite. But this is also no 
no no real order. This is my top five. Okay, yeah. Top so five, no one. order. Fish. Yeah. The shops. Yeah. Uh, getting your head touched. Getting your hair touched. Getting your hair touched. Yep. Getting your hair touched. Hair. Head, okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, number th- four, probably arms. Arms. Yeah, they're good. Arms are pretty. They're okay. And like, it's a it's an umbrella term that incorporates my limbs and my guns. Hmm. And then number, number five, five. Number five. Number five. Is the number five. Is the number five. Yeah, it's just a good, good, solid prime number. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you coming for five? It's okay. Okay, what's your go? You give me your top five. Okay. Uh huh. My top five headphones. Okay. Red light. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing what's happening here. Um, potted plant. Okay. Yep. Uh, camera. Yep. How many is that? That's four, right? That's roughly four. It's yeah. Four so far. Microphone. Okay, that's the did. top five. Yeah. <laughs> and number six, dare ice coffee. Yes. Amazing. Seven. Uh, conked out laptop. Yep. Eight. The movie Seven. Ah, so where, where is the head? Um, was it in a box? Yeah, I could never figure it out. I wanted to see it. Was it in a box? He should have pulled it out and done a little, like a puppet. Ventriloquist? Ventriloquist, yeah. With a corpse? Yeah, with Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow's head and give him a little smooch. Yeah, I already did that. <laughs> I already did that in one of my shows. <laughs> How'd it go? That's the toughest cameo when you need Gwyneth Paltrow to cut off her own head and send it to you in a box. I just told her that the body is actually healthier when it doesn't have a head. (laughs) And she bought it immediately. That's the new, yeah, the new goop thing. (laughs) Decapitation. (laughs) You lose weight. Yes. You eat less. Yes. Actually, the the pounds come up so quickly afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You're less stressed, cures depression. You're, you're more quiet and silence is golden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you heard, you know, the head lives for a few seconds after you cut it off. Yes. And I opened up that box and she just went on and on and <laughs> on until she didn't go on anymore. Yeah, sure. She ran out of steam. And you were having to work like a kind of... Uh, set of bagpipes to get the air for like the lungs right yeah I and mean, then i had to stick one of the pipes <laughs> the head socket we say this jokingly but like i again i'm going back to at your last show i did see you like breastfeed off like a puppet um i know so, so it's not it, out of the realm that you might do something with gwyneth paltrow's decapitated head oh yeah i'm actually just spoiling yeah my next show <laughs> Um, and then you get Chris Martin's decapitated head and you make them kiss. Yes. <laughs> They're consciously cop- coupling again. Yeah, it's beautiful. Who's your Chris Martin? Um, my lovely girlfriend, Kate. Uh-huh. Is that like Kate from John and Kate plus eight? It is. <laughs> it is Kate from John and Kate plus eight. 
and she brought the eight with her and John. It's rough. Wow. Yeah, I'm more. It's like a. I'm. It's an unrequited love in many ways. Who's cucking who? <sighs> this is, you know, this is what we've been asking ourselves since the beginning of the time. dawn of time, <laughs> when Nick Kroll emerged from <laughs> the cave. He crawled out of the ocean. <laughs> ocean of money. But um, what was it? Oh fuck. Wait, sorry, no. What did you just ask me? Who's cucking who in Who's the relationship? Who? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, look, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like. There is no like we're all cocked. You know what I mean? By by Elon. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Elon Elon is the I ultimate for that. I'm sorry. Elon is the ultimate. And if we've learned anything from today's show. Yeah. Elon cucks all of us. He does cuck all of us. I want that to be the takeaway. That's actually the title of my next next Netflix special. <laughs> What's Elon cucks all of us. Starring Melvin Gibson. <laughs> Starring Melvin Gibson. Yeah. Before we leave, you got anything to plug? Um, oh, I run a show. Actually, I got to get you down. I, um, I was going to send you a message after this, actually. But yeah, um, I run a show in Melbourne CBD every week. It's called uh, Comedy Untamed. If you just Google that, then get some tickets, come on down. Um, I host it with uh, Casey Gothard. We have a bunch of funny comedians on every week. It's a good time. Come on down. Now, and this is the opposite of my show. <laughs> which is comedy tamed yeah very ta- yeah now this is if you like i'm gonna book you for the job you gotta be untamed bro <sighs> if i see any tameness they're fucking chasing you out of the building they're gonna get that stick like the apollo and just get me off stage <laughs> yeah the shepherd's hook exactly well what about you what have you got to plug i well my show comedy tamed actually goes under the name <laughs> Actually goes under the name Ant Eye Comedy. <laughs> so Ant Eye, Ant Eye Comedy. Yeah, it's like a it's about ant eyes. Well, it's meant to be stealth wordplay. Yeah, on anti comedy. No, no. <laughs> and you didn't think calling it like anti comedy? Because then you think of Auntie Donna. That's very true. Is their name meant to be a play on something? No, I think... It's just a silly... I think they just farted that out. Yeah, And then yeah. it's one of those things and wish you come up with it, you kind of stuck with you it. You stuck with it, yeah. Like yeah. Late Night Party Boys, for example. That's a, that's a good one, though. I like that. Um, I mean, I long. like Auntie Donna as well, to be fair. The, da- the tie, the, the name of their group and their stuff. Um, but yeah. Anti-comedy, start of every first Thursday of each month, August 3rd. <laughs> the tickets are on sale now. Sick. It, it's tame. It's so tame. It's very tame. Um, but if you want the untamed experience. <laughs> There's no middle ground. In comedy in Melbourne, you either want comedy tamed or untamed. It's yeah, look, I mean, this is the dichotomy. The middle class is dying. <laughs> yeah, the middle class don't have the lower middle class don't have any access to art. <laughs> so it's either it's like rich cunts. Yeah. Like like me. And obviously me too. Obviously you. Obviously I'm rich as fuck. I mean, fuck. you're fucking, you've been fanning yourself with a thousand dollar bill for this whole recording. Red-blooded man, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me on. Awesome. Have a great time.